good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Start. The. Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the home episodes of your host, uh, the Ted Smith. Uh, today, back in the bottom square on my Zoom screen is Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? What's up, boys? <laughs> All right, up there getting everything uh, getting everything set up, getting the studio ready to go. Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Woo. Wild weekend in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. I mean that I, I get it as a Seahawks fan. I should be used to this stuff. Like, Price man. That, I mean, did everybody watch that game? Yep. God, yes. <laughs> man, right. I don't know what to say about it. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know where to start. You know, I'm I'm kind of an optimist. You know, and I I watch sports for fun and excitement. If you're just attached to the outcome of the team that you have no control over. Like only one team wins it all every year. You're in for a world of hurt. So like enjoy the games. And that was a very enjoyable game, even though it didn't go my way. The other thing was that Zen. Thank you. The other thing was that, that rundown from DK. Holy hell. Wow. And what? dude, Buddha Baker is not slow. No. No. <laughs> no. He looked slow. He is yeah. not slow. Yeah, I mean, trust me, like uh, even DeMathis coach now, Mike Jones tweeted out the other day. He was like, just give me a guy with that much effort and like, I'll take a whole team of him. It's like, yeah, like number one, the effort's unbelievable. Number two, how does a man that size move that fast? Right. Dude, Ted, you said it as we were watching the Maryland game on Saturday. You're like, look, Maryland needs to get back to basics. Put down the ball, pursuit drills. Right. That's your pursuit drill right there. That's how you get to the league. Boy. <laughs> so, so Cobb stopped in for a minute on Saturday while me and my cousin were watching the Maryland game on Zoom. And they just – they showed zero effort. We were just going on and on. Like, nobody's touching a football for practice. We're just doing pursuit drills. And, like, we're going we're gonna to hustle it. We're going we're gonna to do our, do our gassers. We're going to outwork people. So – do you think those sort of things like because they're not, you know, I mean, obviously, yeah, they'll drain you of your effort while you're doing them. But do you think they actually train like I feel like it's a it's a fine line to walk with those types of drills, because if you want your guys to have more effort out on, out on the field, you can't demoralize them with stuff like that in practice. Right. Like, obviously, they're not getting the job done. You got you got to put your foot down a little bit. But I feel like at a certain point, they're going to be like, man, F this. And then it's just not going to there's going to be no even less effort on the field. Compete every day. We were kind of already there. Like to me, what's demoralizing is how bad the tackling was and how bad the angles were. So we're talking about from Maryland. Yes. Jesus. All right, so in, until we have a base of fundamentals, we can't move to the next version, you know? So I, yeah. I don't – like, if I'm just running – if we're just running gassers and, and conditioning, all right, that could get a little demoralizing. But at least with this, we're still doing something that's productive to our football team. Right. 
Ted, I know you love the Terrapins, but I'll say it. They looked like a damn high school team out there. I mean, they were playing, what, Northwestern? Northwestern. I'm just kidding. Shellacked. I mean, it was the score was hu- a huge difference, and I don't even think the score illustrated how bad they were getting beat. I mean, there was right. one run we saw, six missed tackles. Six. Right. Wow. I mean. Right. So that's, know, that's what I'm saying. In this case, do. Matt, like I hear what you're saying, but also like, no, 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 we got to get back to fundamentals because it was obvious we didn't have a good base. Yeah. I was just thinking about that scene in uh, D2, the second Mighty Ducks, where after they got upset in their first loss and then Gordon Bombay is just run, skating them into the ground out there and practice. And Charlie has to pull him aside and let him know this isn't what duck hockey is really about. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, trust me, you, you're not wrong. And I'm not generally one of those coaches, but that game was so bad. I just, you got to go old school. Just like, boys, this is what we're doing. If we, if we practice hard today, maybe tomorrow, we'll pick up a football and run some drills. <laughs> Ducks fly together. Dude, Ted, that's something people, people might not know about you, but you are kind of an old school East Coast discipline kind of guy. True or false? Uh, true. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a weird dichotomy. I just realized because like, you know, obviously you're sort of like, I don't, I mean, you almost seem like a Northwest native at this point. You've got the beard, you've got the shaved head, you've got the taste for local IPAs, but it's like, yeah, there's still that like East coast side of you. That's like, you know, let's like, let's set our jaw and go to work boys. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, East coast Smith family, DeMatha, I think these are some of the, again, these are the fundamentals we base our program on. I can't, <laughs> look, I can't tell you about wins and losses. What I can tell you is that our program, we have a set of fundamentals. We're going to play hard. We're going to play to the whistle. When you touch a man, you tackle him. Right. Bottom line, drive through the hips. Grab Jesus. Cloth. If you're not hitting somebody, son, that's how you're going to get hurt. <laughs> let's get out there and let's start popping some pads, boys. <laughs> what do we keep saying to block? tackle win these are simple things block tackle win dude so for any of you who are listening who somehow have a flag football game this week <laughs> that's all for you right. make sure you use there's, all that stuff i hope there's some dude like in his pickup truck on the way to work he's like let's go on sunday baby <laughs> well i mean look it's even like a couple weeks ago when i was down at sal's playing uh cornhole like the dudes I was I was playing with were much better, right? But I kept sitting my bags on the ground and picking up one by one. And his neighbor, oh, I'm blanking on his name, but he just kind of nonchalantly walks by me and goes, "You know, man, if you keep them in your other hand the whole time, you'll do better with the weight distribution." Just a little hint. I was like, "Noticed." You know, noted. And then I did that the yep. entire night. Now my game didn't get awesome, but it got just a little bit better. Wow. Do you hold all the bags in your left hand? Cause I usually just hold one and then I have the one I'm throwing. I've started holding them all in my left hand and throw with the right. Love it. Yeah. We were just trying to get into a rhythm instead of just bending over, picking one up, throw it. I was like, all right, all right. But I mean, that's Dude, that's the, I feel like free throws are the same way. Yeah. You want to coach, you know, look, I want to coach people, but you also got to be coachable. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. It gets harder as you get older too. We got to stay humble, be coachable boys. Uh, you know what the two most important abilities as a coach are? Coachability. Like, you got to be able to get coached up. 
and availability. You got to be there for your people. I just read a book on coaching this week. It was very good. Not bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say, like, when you look at most, like, uh, coaches or let's just say trainers, right? A lot of trainers are high level, but they still go to another trainer to work them out. And we work on our fundamentals all the damn time. I've done so many freaking push-ups, you know, even before quarantine started and gyms closed down. But, like, yeah, the, the basics never go out of style. Dude, and true to form, you know, I mentioned before we uh, started the podcast, we were all just chatting on Zoom. I mentioned that I was moving, and Matt, immediately, do you need help moving? It's there for his people. Love it. Yeah. And then, and then Ted offered, too. Just after 10 a.m. Speaking a little bit about fundamentals, Matt, can you guess what was back in my life Friday morning? Friday morning. I was with the boss, with Osiris. Yeah, okay, that's what I was going to guess. Yeah, how'd it go? It went good, but he whooped my butt. And it's been a while since I'd done a burpee, but we were doing them on the Bozy ball. Okay. Yeah, keeping that thing tight. And then, uh, you know, I've gotten used to doing, uh, uh, what do you call them, planks. Uh-huh. But for some reason, we were doing planks in the push-up position. Yeah. So by, by like that third round, I mean, it's just sweat-driven. Arms are shaking. It's like 15 more seconds. Like, all right, all right, I'm going to make it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite lines when I'm coaching people is like, yeah, 15 seconds is a long time, huh? Tell that to my girlfriend. <laughs> Trust me, we went back to basic. <laughs> Squats, burpees, hammer curls. I was like, oh, all right, we are getting it. Yeah, I mean, Dude, I'll take effective over fancy seven days a week. <laughs> Dude, that's a good saying. I was going to use one of Ted's sayings, which is dance with the girl who brought you. You know, fundamentals got you to where you are today, Ted. <laughs> I'll take effective over fancy seven days a week. I'm yeah, I just came night. up with that. I'm writing it down so I remember it. Put that on a t-shirt. That's t-shirtable for sure. <laughs> All right, let me ask you guys one thing we were talking about on the Megacast a little bit. How do you feel about uh, like, like slogan t-shirt guy in the gym? I mean, okay. So... Well, okay. Are we talking tough slogan or funny slogan? Let me give you the setup. Steve said he was at a gym and a dude was wearing a shirt that says, nobody works harder than me. And he was like, the dude wasn't even working that hard. <laughs> I was like, I, I just feel like you better be like, you better be a gym rat and throwing around weights. If you're going to wear a shirt to a gym that says no one works harder than me. Yeah. You put a target on your, well, I guess it'd be your chest. Uh, the saying is target on your back for sure. Um, you know, and yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, you, you better represent what you're wearing. Like you, if you live it, you know, I got respect for it. Sometimes it seems a little bit, you know, over the top, even for me, I'm trying to think, I feel like I have one or two still, but I certainly don't wear them that much. Um, there's a guy, have you guys seen the bro science videos on YouTube at all with mm-hmm. Dom Mazzetti? Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, he's funny. As, he's funny as hell. Yeah, yeah. So he has a merch shop with like some of his sayings. And I've gotten a couple over the Like I said, I don't wear them all the time, but, um, you know, just for fun. But again, like I'm pretty, 
Yeah, I, I've always when I see them, uh, I'm generally, you know, it, it draws attention to yourself. What you do with that attention, you know, some people use that for good. Other people, you know, set themselves up for ridicule. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I agree with what Matt said. <laughs> I had my own take, but I agree with what Matt said. What do you uh, think, Ted? Are you going to be showing up wearing a slogan? No, I have. I will say, you know, it's been a couple of years now. I've been going to the gym pretty consistent. And I always just kind of wear the same couple T-shirts to lift in. And I'm just like, I got I, I got to cycle at least two out. Because one of them was like, did I forget to put it on deodorant? And it's like, no, you're sweating like grossly through the shirt every time you lift it. Like, you just, we got to retire it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Here's a, yeah. Here's a low key tough guy move. You don't see these guys very often. Where you see them, you know they're legit. The guy who wears the gray crew neck sweatshirt with the beanie to work out. Ooh, oh, yeah. They're pretty rare. They're hey, pretty rare. But when you see that dude, you're like, yeah, he's been doing prison workouts for the last 20 years. He's good. So, Ted, what I was thinking for you, maybe it's just getting to and from the gym, but the gray crew neck. Wait, wait dude, I just had a slogan for you. Oh, yeah. Gray crew neck, white font, bold, back to basics. Ooh. Let's go. 2021. Back to basics 2021, bitches. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, that's a great idea. I love some, that Matt's writing it down. Let's go. Throw some protein out the window. I'll catch you with my mouth. <laughs> God, dude, should we get those sweatshirts for the cast, man? Look at us. We'll just be out there just crew necking next year. Dude, that's not a bad call. I'll hit up Keith. Dude, I mean... Just you know, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to pay for one. We did have a we oh. did have a shirt printer on this podcast, dude. I know the font too. Futura Bold, used by Nike. Great font. Yeah, I know which one you're talking to about too. Basics. Also, ideally in 2021, we'll get back to more normal stuff. So, like people might just think we're like real positive thinkers. They don't know what's <laughs> going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was trying to think of like I was like I know I have some saying shirts and the two that i was thinking of one is a david goggins slogan and it just says stay hard on it which is just <laughs> begging for misinterpretation right. uh, it's all fun and games for me like i watch his instagram videos i know what he's talking about stay hard um and the other one is a five alarm funk lyric that says i'm gonna wash your face so I don't know what people are thinking when I wear my slogan shirts outside the house, but I was just, yeah, like, well, dude, I, yeah, you're drawing attention to yourself. And that's what I'm doing with my attention is saying those things. It's like wedding crashers, bring attention to yourself, but in a positive way. So you don't want to be the guy crying in the corner. Um, dude, with the back to basics shirt too. I mean, depending on how crazy the fallout is from this election, you know, you think about if you're just walking down the street and someone just sees that, like they're going to interpret it however they're going to interpret it. But with the fallout and the pandemic and stuff, like back to basics, you could literally be like in the headspace of like, you know, I don't know what weapons World War Three will be fought with, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Like literally like society reset back to basics. It's getting tribal out here. Like people would probably have some crazy interpretations if you're wearing around a back to basics sweatshirt. I don't know. I think it's a kind of a cool slogan. A crew neck back to Dude, basics. First like, of all, that's what I'm saying. No pocket. Great crew neck is what no gets hood. people. 
We yeah, no pun, dude. Thank you. I'm glad that you respect. That's what I'm saying. Great crew neck guy. Like that's the original sweatshirt. That's like the dad sweatshirt back in the day. And now it's like just the hardened dude. So I'm really liking this idea, especially because ever since you're of the hustle, we've been trying to get slogans for years and you know, they, they come organically, you know, but there's effort this we could have crew necks and our slogan for 2021 figured out in October. Trust me, dude. I wrote it down too. Back to basics, 2021. You know what it is, boys. Boys, just getting back down to it. Fundamentals. Blocking, tackling. Right. We should have on the back, just right up top. B BTW. What's that mean? The block tackle win. Right, come on, man. Get with it. Is there a game later? Like, there's always a game, son. Are you ready? Uh, I don't know how we get hyped on this stuff, but it really is good. Sticking with sports, by the way. I don't want to claim that I am uh, a genius, but my brother texted me on Sunday and he goes, you got your snow game in Denver. That's true. What do you mean? Remember last week I was talking about how the weather's going to change. You got to be different football teams. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. I thought about, I was like, I think that was this week. Ted said that on the podcast, but I don't know that you predicted this weekend. I think you said the next like four to six weeks, like, yeah, still right. I, I literally, I got up and walked over to my notepad that I keep for the podcast. And it was like snow game, Denver. And then two seconds later, here comes Chris. Hey man, you got your snow game. <laughs> Dude, love it. That's awesome. God, uh, dude, now you know you're saying that uh, Chris walks his dog and listens to the podcast. Yeah, I'm just picturing him out there. The dog's kind of sniffing around, whatever. And the neighbor's like, Hey, and he's like, waves at him, just back to basics across his chest. It's like, Let's go, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like that neighbor, you know what I mean? That neighbor goes off and lives the rest of his day. He's like, Back to what the f man, back to basics. God, I gotta get back to basics, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like, know, dude. I like the idea of somebody seeing it being so lost in themselves. Like, what are my basics? Do I have a good <laughs> fundamental base? Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm tempted to buy Chris one now just for that to happen. Well, you know, his birthday's in December as well. <laughs> okay. Dude, there we go. Uh, all right. Let's talk a little bit with, about Halloween. Halloween, by the way, is this Saturday. It's on a Saturday. It's a full moon and it's like daylight savings time. Wow. Yeah. Like, I feel like in normal life, if we were at a party, like something weird would happen. Dude, seriously. That's man. Saturday Halloween is like the best Halloween. There'd be a party Friday night. Good party Saturday night. That's tough. That's tough to handle. Yeah. I remember at the beginning of 2020, like, yeah, people were so excited about I think Cinco de Mayo was on a Taco Tuesday and Halloween was on a full moon and a Saturday. And like there was all these things in like January, February that people were looking ahead at the calendar year like 2020 is going to be the best <laughs> now, you know, <laughs> here's our Saturday full moon Halloween, guys. Dude, here's the thing, though, I think within this, you know, uh, I think within this like terrible year, there's wrapped like a little pearl that we're all going to get that. I bet you we look back on this and we're like, dang, that was actually 
weirdly that year is just what I needed. I don't know how, I don't know what is going to come of it, but I feel like in some way it ends up being a positive. And that's not just me being positive. Thing. I honestly just have a weird vibe about it. Yeah, I'm hoping you don't have to make all the moves in 2020, but like hopefully, yeah, people have found some opportunities to set some stuff in motion this year. Um, you know, um, yeah, there, there's definitely been some opportunities for, for – I feel like I've done that in a few ways. Uh, you know, I know the stock market's been crazy, but a lot of people have made a lot of money off of it. Like, not the super rich or whatever, but, like, people took the time to, like, research stuff about the stock market and start trading and, like, yeah, just some people I follow on Twitter, RIP my Twitter account. I don't know what happened there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, like money Twitter was like a lot of people figuring out, taking the time to figure out the stock market and, you know, even with all the chaos. So hopefully, yeah, people have made some moves and, you know, put some things in place that are going to be, yeah, uh, beneficial for years to come. So here's my question. So our Halloween party obviously is canceled, but it's going to be on Zoom. So costumes are still encouraged, but I'm like, I don't know if I feel like putting on a whole costume just to sit here on my own couch. <laughs> right? Dad, you always put it so simply to sit here on my own couch. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, I, dude, I, I think of it as that party is always a visual buffet. You know, I mean, people go all out for that party. Costumery is definitely taken seriously and their appetizer game is on point. So I feel like I would feel weird attending without any, any face paint or any sort of an attempt at a costume per, for me personally. So if I go, I'm going to at least bust something out. I don't know what it would be. Yeah. I think I'm just going to kind of piecemeal one together with some stuff I have around the house. Dude, you should. Yeah, I got some good ideas for you. We can talk about it off cast. <laughs> Matt, thoughts? You still going to go all out on a costume? Wear a half costume? No, so it's actually kind of funny. Uh, so one year I um, I wore a Bugs Bunny uh, onesie, but I also had some uh, some weed in my fanny pack. So then about halfway through whoa, the party. Whoa edgy alert i know um sorry to my former youth pastors um but so about halfway through the party i switched it to i was drugs bunny um you know and i'd offer people joints and stuff and it was just like a fun fun thing but uh this year i'm gonna be spending it with uh my niece my girlfriend's niece technically but she calls me uncle matt so my niece is uh two so i'm gonna go over there without a bunch of costume effort because it's a onesie i've worn before but this time i will actually be bugs bunny because i'll be hanging out with a two-year-old all right that's fair that's fair which yeah. brings me to my next question halloween candies favorites ones you don't like Dude, I, I do have one quick thing to say, which is, Ted, I, the perfect costume for you, I thought of while Matt was talking. If you just take your shirt off right now on Zoom, boom, centaur. <laughs> 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 I 
You know what I'm saying? It's not a half bad man, call. half horse. I love centaurs too. <laughs> Maybe just like two little like leather straps, you know, like X across your chest or like a ponytail. Oh, dude, if you could get a ponytail wig, actually, that'd be a great centaur. Um, <laughs> dude, for, for candy, I, I don't know, man. I feel like it divides along natural fault lines. I think that there's a, I don't want this to be any judgment. There's a camp of, I'll say weirdos who are into like almond joy mounds, like all those kind of weirder candies. And then there's sort of your more, more vanilla type characters, Reese's three musketeers, Twix snickers, your classics. Where do you guys fall on candy? I'm glad you asked. I don't mess with coconut. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. Uh, um, the mounds, almond joy, and you're right. There's one other one of those, those three. Um, but yeah, those don't really do it for me. Uh, my biggest gripe is with dots. I don't know who thought them up. I don't know a single person that enjoys dots and I don't know why the hell someone would be handing them out as Halloween candy. Like, what are you trying to ruin a little kid's night? Um, so Dots is my least favorite. Thank you. Ted's imitating. He's miming out chewing a dot, which is just a giant pain in the ass. And it feels like you're giving yourself cavities and it's not worth that. Um, (laughs) Rhesus, on the other hand, or Cobb, you mentioned three musketeers. So three musketeers now is a grown up, right? I can get a, a Fred Meyer at the checkout thing. I don't like a full size three musketeers. The chocolate to rate to nougat ratio is ideal on the fun size ones. Now ratios ratios are big and they shift when you go through the different sizes, which brings me to my next question, because I never liked paydays at Halloween growing up and the ratio doesn't Trash. actually change. But for whatever reason, now as a grown up, I love a good full size payday. How do you feel about paydays? Dude, there's a lot to unpack in what you said. So the short version is your taste buds change as you get older. Chocolate as a commodity has grown increasingly expensive over the last three years. And candy bar companies are doing anything they can to put less chocolate in, i.e. shifting ratios or cutting king size bars into two smaller bars. Uh, You know, I'm looking at you, Snickers. Yeah. Um, it's and then it's called shrinkflation. So they actually keep the price the same, but give you less material. Um, and then as far as like ratios, candy is totally game of ratios. I'm with you. I would say burgers are too. It's not just about what's in there, but you know the relative relative amounts. Um, and so yeah, it's a ratio game, hundred percent. Ted. So for the record, I do like paydays. When I was a kid, we'd always go to like the Rite Aid around the corner and get candy bars on Friday. My mom always got a payday. So I just kind of grew up eating them. I will also say, though, <clears throat> like I love Twix and like Kit Kat. Like, Reese's Cup is probably the best, right? But I'll yeah. buy a Reese's Cup on the weekend sometimes. I never buy a full regular size Snickers. But Snickers fun size, I love. So that's like me with Three Musketeers, kind of, right? <laughs> yeah. And for whatever reason, I just never think, oh, I'm going to get a Snickers. But if I have a Halloween bag, Snickers got to be a part of it. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, like I feel that same way about Milky Way, Snickers and Three Musketeers. Like there's probably some nostalgia in there, but I think it's also the ratios and the, you know, it's fun because like 
you're opening a little mini present every time. Like, and it's a perfect bite size. Well, that's the other problem. I was, I was at the grocery store today getting a couple things and I was looking at the Halloween candy, but like the smallest bag you can get of a good mixture is like a 75 piece. Whoa. I'm like, what? Yeah. There was one 50 piece, but that was like the weird Almond Joy stuff. And I was like, that's a lot of freaking little pieces of candy. Like, Dude, don't... that's how they're getting you. Even at QFC the other day, I tried to buy a Reese's, which like two Reese's peanut butter cups. Smallest size I could find was eight packets. So four two cup packets. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I get it. But it's you bet like, your, bass, your ass I bought and ate the whole thing though. Nice. Really? It's true. Nice. I was just like, you're a QFC on Capitol Hill. Like, how many people are coming in here buying candy for trick-or-treaters? Even on a normal year. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I also like stoners. I'd also like well, that's what they're betting on. I'd also like to see a pack that somehow like my goal would be have like Twix, a Snicker bar, Reese's. And then Sour Patch Kids comes in out of nowhere. Whoa. Like, once you get into the gummies, that's a different variety pack. Yeah, dude, probably different companies, but I don't know. I don't know who makes, makes Sour Patch Children. But yeah, you're right, man. They always kind of, they can't stick with sort of their standard packs. And there's always like a couple of things they're kind of trying to get rid of in there, like Almond Joy or Mounds. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I was reading a thing the other day that Sour Patch Kids, I forget which country it is, but they have a different name. They're called Very Angry like very angry kids or very angry children. <laughs> I was just like, that's awesome. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Uh, all right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we come back. We'll get into some emails and uh, the rest of the stuff. What's Matt and in the Cobb topic. All right. Well, thank you from that word from our sponsors. All right. Now it's time to read some emails. <laughs> I have no idea what the commercial was. They get it added in. So, Thanks, sponsors. Go to Harvard. <laughs> go to Harvard. You use a go girl. <laughs> oh yeah, go girl. The suck cut. It sucks and it cuts. <laughs> oh. oh man. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Word. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got the emails in front of me. Hello, gentlemen. I'm a new listener to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. And I'm currently binge listening to Homecast episodes. In the episode I recently heard, you were asking about some good walking and running shoes. Uh, If you haven't been able to go to a foot store for those fancy shoes they talked about, another option is the runner insoles from Dr. Scholl's. Pretty sure I spelled that wrong. Uh, You did. But... Doesn't matter. Great reco. I work in the medical field and I recently started using these for the support they give. I'm on my feet for 12 hour shifts at a time. And these insoles are comfortable and supportive. Uh, If you have found a solution, then disregard this and keep up the good job. I too am on a weight loss journey and have lost a total of 45 pounds since December of last year. Nice. Nice. I thoroughly enjoy listening to you both on the men's room and on the podcast. Keep up the good laughs. Often I've been going to bed and listening to you and I wake my husband up because I'm laughing so hard. You're a new <laughs> listener from Utah, Jess. Hell yeah. Nice. We need a stronger foothold in uh, Utah as well. We were just talking about that in our pre-show meeting, actually. So I'm glad you emailed, Jess. <laughs> Dude, weirdly, she 
her she spelled everything else perfectly and her grammar is flawless which is the only time that's literally ever happened in our emails <laughs> well don't women generally have better like penmanship and grammar ted she typed it on a computer i don't know about the penmanship <laughs> yeah that's a good call uh <laughs> as far as grammar I, i'm not sure but honestly though she was on point except for the dr Scholes. dude that's a fun one it's like Man, Utah, like, what does her life look like, you know, versus like Miami Jake? <laughs> like, they're somehow on this thread together. You know what I mean? Like, they have some part of them in common. And then, like, they're living <laughs> these two just totally different lives. It's wild. I say it every time. I've only been to Utah for two days, but I had a good time. Like, granted, I went to a college football game and then the Red Iguana, but it, it was a great time. Dude, this year made me a fan of Utah. I was down there probably 40 or 50 days. Big fan. Cool state. Hola, fellas, to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Awesome eagle, Matt. And on a par four. Thank you. Wow. Yep. Aren't most eagles on par fives? Yep. On in two and one putt? Yep. You asked, so here you go. Sorry, this is going to be long. Some de- definitions to help with the understanding of the story. Uh, boar, a male pig that's fully intact. Barrow, a castrated male. I don't like where this is going, boys. Uh, this is done when it reaches the proper size for slaughter. Uh, the meat isn't contaminated with testosterone or other hormones that gives the pork a bad taste. Guilt, a female pig that has not reproduced. In parentheses, had babies. So, yes, Ted, a female pig that has reproduced. When moving and handling pigs, uh, board approximately 30 inches by 40 inches, a three quarter inch or three eighths inch plywood with hand drilled holes out towards the top to make it easier to handle cane used for moving and or showing pigs. Of course, with a lot of training, this is a regular cane with a hook at the top. When we teach kids how to show pigs there are two safety rules. Don't ever kick a pig by its head and neck area. If the pig starts to fight, don't use your knee to try to break them up. When pigs fight, they thrash their head to the side and up uh, as if they still had tusks. They will also bite uh, if they can get a hold of something. When pigs fight, the best way to break them up is getting a board between them. As huh. a farmer, you're always looking and planning for the future. One of the... Okay, dude, I just scrolled down. This thing's crazy long. I'm going to try to hop through. Um, <laughs> I like. I don't know. I thought we, we were a couple paragraphs, and I was like, okay, we're at like nine paragraphs. <laughs> Um, right because we were talking about pigs and then i tried to make a sal joke oh yeah so i think we asked them the difference between this or that all right looks like uh yeah um as a farmer you're always planning for the future i went to the marysville show and sale in june uh you know for 4-h etc takes about six months to raise a pig to uh the butcher weight um so after the exhibit's closed, we lock up the barn at night. Uh, it was time to get for the boars to get some action. Uh, this was a practice that went on for years. Um, these are big, powerful animals, seven to 900 pounds, and can easily outrun a person, strong enough to plow through anything and get snout under. Uh, the show arena was our spot to get the boar and sew or guilt together. Sometimes people would walk and have a good laugh. I swear one time this couple was watching and got so horny, they ducked behind another building for a quickie. Nice. Uh, okay. I did not pre-read this email. Uh, <laughs> after my boar got his work in for the night, we offered to help. Uh, the other school, ha- dude, 
Wow. Okay. Basically, somebody ends up getting gored and ripping his leg and calf open 10 inches long by three inches deep. Absorb that for a minute. The teacher's leg was gashed open and a handful of teens to deal with their teacher and a wild boar. Um, Wow. 50 stitches and a walking boot later. Okay. Uh, If you guys are up for another swine barn story, I got a couple of good ones about a boar's penis. Maybe next time. (laughs) Jesus. Um, (laughs) sorry dude i'm trying to it's tough to like yeah um okay uh last thing uh like ted i had a big uh, varicose vein in my leg uh damn thing was huge and went from my upper ted is that what's called a varicose vein correct okay cool uh damn thing was huge and went from my upper inner thigh crossing down on my calf about 20 ish years ago i asked my doc if it could be removed the insurance company refused uh the surgery calling it cosmetic uh about three years later, my son was 16 and built like a fire hydrant. We're playing street hockey on rollerblades. I was kicking his ass. He was getting pissed. He's getting back towards me, hit the ball a bit too far. Uh, so I started to take it as we got closer. Uh, I, we were about to collide. I turned away at the last second and, uh, he crushed me, uh, with a full body check or hit me right in the ribs and the outside of my knee. Um, fast forward two days of sit down meetings. Oh, he hit right on the varicose vein. Fast forward two days of sit down meetings. Um, and the muscle joint above my knee was twice the size. Uh, basically got sent to the hospital for an ultrasound and, uh, they found a blood. Uh, okay. Uh, basically they ended up operating on it. You all take care. Stan. Yeah. Probably bust it and then built up a bunch of blood around the knee. Ooh. Dude, Ted, I forget what I was doing or what brought it up, but I randomly thought of that picture of your vein after it had been taken out and that like bucket of blood just randomly the other like this week. It was so I was like, that thing was gnarly. Yeah. And there was a bunch of little veins in that bucket. Yeah. Because they had to like break it up. I remember the picture vividly. I remember being like, I, I picked you up and you were like, yeah, I'll be around. I don't know the time. It'll be around noon. And then it's like two o'clock rolls around and I still haven't heard from you. Like, Jesus, what is going on here? And then you find, I finally hear from you. Like, it was the gnarliest thing they've ever seen. Like it took a while. I know they had to ask the one nurse, like, are you going to be able to make it to your shift? Cause it was a Friday morning. <laughs> like I went in at like Friday, like 11 AM. I guess she works at a bar at night and she was like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> like I've never seen one like this. Let's keep going. <laughs> wow. I forget the number of incisions they made. It was wild. Ted Smith, medical miracle. <laughs> well, and Matt saw me when I was still all doped up on Xanax. So I was like, yeah, I feel fine. And then the next day, Cobb got like the emergency text. I was like, I need band-aids. <laughs> he shows up. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, oh, man, it's not going too good. It really hurts today. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we had a great time. We went to Target. while I was walking around looking at stuff. <laughs> yeah, you were great Dude, at uh, surgery. Yeah. You guys might appreciate this. There's the an 18 year old who works for me. You guys both know him, who uh told me a term today. Somebody was talking about um Xanax at the popcorn shop, and he said that kids his age now call those people bar tards, as in Xanax bar. <laughs> anyway, That's I just figured I'd pass that along. Yeah, outside of a surgery, like I'm just not big into prescription drugs, but I was like, I was feeling no pain by the time I left there. Yeah. 
Uh, we got time for one more email. Throw her in. Yeah. To the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Ted, I'll be your Huckleberry. You can come play life down here in my country setting if you want to use my guest room for a retreat. I've done the goats and chickens thing, uh, but I'm down to just a country cat that earns his keep by catching mice before I see them. My kids can get their own cheese and take naps all on their own now. I'm the opposite, though. I tell people when my kids move out, I'm going to ask for early admission to a senior citizen facility where everything is pre-planned for me, and I can call maintenance if something is leaking. I've lived out here for 14 years, doing it on my own for 11. I'm grateful for my experience, but I'm ready for convenience. Also, turkey legs. You all should come down for a socially responsible Thanksgiving dinner. I have 30 pounds of turkey legs in my freezer right now. I'm going to make those instead of a whole bird this year. Full disclosure, I have no idea how to cook a turkey leg. Loves you guys. Love you guys. XOXO, Dom. <laughs> Dom, I love it. Hey, first of all, you got to email us uh, this week. Why do you have 30 pounds of turkey legs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, dude, Dom, what's up? We haven't heard from Dom in a while, actually. Yeah. Yeah. She'll, she, I think she still emails in the men's room once in a while. By the way, I do have an yes. update on, uh, on Frankie. I talked to uh, Jesse and Jamie tonight, and they were like, yeah, every time she goes outside now, she's like, where's Ted? Where's Ted? <laughs> you realize how much time perimeter. I spent. What's going on around here? Yeah, I just spent, realized how much time I spent outside that table just having a couple beers. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's scanning the perimeter looking for you. <laughs> is, he, is he on a walk? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's check in and see what's mattening. All right. So, um, yeah, we were talking about coaching and I referenced that book that I read. I forget which quote from it I, I use. Oh, coachability and availability, how important they are. But it's just a it was just a really cool book. Uh, it's called Coach to Coach by Martin Rooney. If you're in the coaching field um, or just want to hear an awesome dude, he's like I've seen him speak in person a bunch of times um over at vigor ground fitness um in renton and he's just an awesome dude that fires me up and he released his book called coach to coach and i uh started reading it it was friday it was just like or thursday it was just like no it's friday it was raining a bunch and it was just like the weather so i wound up spending like the entire day in bed and i read an entire book in a 24-hour period which is not common for me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just a really it had a lot of awesome wisdom and insights in it but it was told as a story it wasn't like hey you reading this this is how you coach people it was like told through a story of a coach and then he's having a rough time and then this old wise coach comes in and just starts dropping knowledge on him and you know turns it around you know then there's big game at the end and all that sort of stuff but it was really just drew me in and I spent a whole day reading, which um, was really cool. So shout out to Martin Rooney and his book, Coach to Coach. Now, Ted, I referenced this. Uh, I think it was before we started recording this big thing that happened this past week. Um, All right. And you're like me. I mean, I love golf. You appreciate golf, but, you know, we both uh, appreciate black culture right awesome and so 
there is a whole section of Instagram for black golf. And it's the coolest. I mean, like the the talk, the it, it's just this guy, uh, Roger Steele, Steele with an E at the end on Instagram. He makes these videos and like he's talking about the distance debate. You know, people are talking about and but he he's talking like, you know, like an awesome black dude, like just just with the, the rhythm and the pacing and everything. And the it's so I just love black culture and finding that there's a whole section of Instagram with like black golfers and not like there's there's a certain level uh, like they keep it hood. They keep it real. It's not like they're trying to be white and fit in with the white sport. They're just bringing like their culture into golf. And I just went down a rabbit hole for like a couple hours. I got a shirt on the way from Trap Golf. There's a brand called Trap Golf, Ted. That's awesome. Yeah, because white, I mean, golf is generally kind of a stuffy white sport. And even like younger dudes still like, well, it's golf. You have to talk this way and that way. And, you know, trap golf. I like that. Trap golf. I got I, it's it's the master's logo. But instead of the map of the U.S. in yellow, it's a it's a, a ghetto blaster. It's a boom box with the flag coming up off it. And I'm so stoked because the masters are coming up. Um, but yeah, the, uh, my quote, the, uh, the guy I referenced Roger Steele has a nonprofit called hype golf, uh, which, so there's trap golf and hype golf. Um, All right. but hype golf is a nonprofit that, uh, helps out aspiring pro golfers that are black. There's actually a, a tour called the advocates tour that is primarily black dudes. I don't know that it's like own, you know, exclusively for black dudes, but predominantly and and this organization helps them because to get to these different tournaments and p- try and play your way onto the actual PGA circuit is a grind. It's a grind for white dudes too. But um, yeah, so I found this cool organization. I donated to it. And I, he had a post about it. And I commented on it like, I'm so stoked. I found this cause. I love golf. I'm super white. I don't love that golf is also super white. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, so I found a, I found a cause that I supported. And uh, yeah, really stoked on that. And the new trap golf apparel that's in the mail, in the mail right now. Nice. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I remember back in the day, uh, playing on a golf course and it was a private club and these dudes kept hitting up on us. Right. But it's like the guy we were with, he, he was a member. Then it was me and two other black dudes from my, from the crew that I worked on the uh, janitor crew. And by like the third time they hit up into us, like finally, like somebody just turned around and it's like, what the fuck man. And they like walked up real aggressive and then realized we were with a member and we're like, Oh, okay. 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 Like our bad, and then it never happened again. The rest of the round, oh, we weren't playing that slow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not surprising. Um, yeah, yeah. That that checks out. Um, yeah. Well, now you're a trap golfer. I like it. I know. I'm super stoked. Um, there's another. There's another brand. Uh, oh, it's called the Twirl Gang. A lot of these black dudes, they, they bring that swag after they hold the finish on the swing club twirl. Like it's just part of the swing to, to twirl the club, which 
Tiger kind of brought to the game, to my knowledge. Uh, someone, I'm sure someone's done it before him. But twirl gang, so I've been working on my twirling out in the facility, you know, which actually helps your fundamentals because you have to hold a good finish to start. But um, once I'm better with my twirls, I'll get some twirl gang merch too. represent that. I mean, look, I've heard some rumors. You might be a guest somewhere. Twirl them. <laughs> I'm going to wear one of the hats. Dude, I love that your garage is now the facility. That's the best part of that story to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what we've been calling it. It's, that's it's taking dope, on a dude. life of its own. That's honestly dope. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> got to get you guys out here. <laughs> I know. I got to get it. I'd love to come out to the facility. <laughs> now that you know the name, you're like, I'm in. Got a couple balls in. Dude, I'm a hype man. I thrive on enthusiasm. The facility sounds, uh, sounds awesome. Something I want to hype. Yeah, especially as we get into the winter month, just just a cold, rainy Saturday, not much going on. Like, I- I'll be out in the facility, man. I'm going to go play St. Andrews real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, is it about that time? Boop, doop, 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 doop. Cobb topic. Cobb uh, topic. All right. So a couple years back, Ted and I were – out on this river and there was a big like river party going on. So we're sitting on this log and true story is probably a hundred people. There's music going. People are jumping out of the trees in the water and stuff. It's pretty cool. Like it was a cool hang spot. Ted and I are drinking a couple beers on this log and uh, this bro who we didn't know steps onto the log and Ted and I had come from in the water. So we knew that the water was pretty shallow, but it was cloudy right in front of us. So this guy like arches his back and kind of like stretching like he's about to dive into this water. And Ted looks him dead in the eye and goes, hey, man, the water here is really shallow. Like, I wouldn't dive. Not aggressive, but stern. Like, dude, I know what I'm talking about. This water is quite shallow. You should not dive. The guy totally brushes Ted off. He's like, yeah, okay, cool, man. Like, basically, like, like, I don't know, get effed or like get lost and like continues stretching and then goes and he's trying to do like this swan dive in front of the whole crowd. That's there. I have no idea why he jumps in and boom, hits the water and both Ted and I visibly are like, Oh, he gets on his knees and he is in six inches of water that he just dove into. I mean, literal six inches of river water that you just can't see the bottom. And Ted and I just, I mean, Ted just shakes his hand, his head and same. And like, we didn't even have to say, I told you so. Like the guy gets up and just slinks away, never to be seen again. Right. <laughs> so the shame in him having to get up out of that small amount of water. <laughs> God. And dude, and the thing is, I say it's Ted and I, but really it's like Ted and I and six of our friends, like hooting and hollering on this log, drinking beers. Like it was it was not a good look for, for that dude. So anyway, the cop topic this week, what did you try to warn someone about except they didn't listen and it turned out very badly? Email us, literally the word email at thepodcast.com with two E's. What did you try to warn someone about and they did it anyway and it turned out badly? <laughs> Boys? Just for the record, I love that story. That dude was so confident. God, he was so confident, Ted. And you were stern, man. You were trying to be cool, but you were like, hey, buddy, like, you got to trust me on this one. You gave him the nod. Like, you gave him every out to just be like, oh, how shall I, like, at least dip your foot in and see. Right. 
Oh man, that's a tough question. I've definitely, uh, I've definitely had a few friends who I have warned on like a Saturday afternoon, like either a you're drinking IPAs and I'm drinking light beers. You should switch or B don't try to keep up with me right now. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to end up asleep on a couch in about two hours. <laughs> Dude, Ted, I literally just realized that you drinking like that, that is the sports equivalent of like, you can't guard me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've, just, <laughs> I've just seen it happen to many, many a good person. Like, I was like, dude, I tried to warn you. Like, this isn't a normal pace. <laughs> yeah, don't run a man defense right now, dude. You got to play a zone. I've been drinking these for years. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things. I mean, that one's a clear definition. I've definitely had ones like I told the story about hurt myself last week. And my friends were definitely like, don't go down the hill on that wood pallet. It'll be fine. And then, right, I ended up in the emergency room. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to I, I feel like I'm the one that didn't heed others advice in most of the examples. And like when I it's like nine, it's dark out, whatever it is, like after nine or ten dark out. I've been drinking a lot, uh, you know, for the last few hours and my friends who ride mountain bikes quite a bit and have not been drinking as much as I have are like, we're going to go mountain bike in the terrain park across the street. And I was like. I'm in <laughs> and then my friends like, don't do this. So I was like, dude, it'll be fine. And then it's like, there's like bridges that are like a foot wide that I had to like bike over and thank God I didn't fall off that. But then I'm going, and I just have a headlamp on and there's uh, you know, you're going down a hill and next thing you know, the hill just turns into a jump. Like the hill just turns into a ramp that launches me. And then I just go straight over the handlebars and land on my shoulder. It still gives me problems to this day. Um, like, yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah. And time I was skateboarding behind my, my buddy was towing me while I was on a skateboard behind his car and he started going too fast. Uh, Cause you know, 15 miles an hour feels a lot faster on a skateboard than in a car. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think where I've been the voice of reason. <laughs> this one's tough, Cobb. Yeah, right. I know. I was like, outside of like party situations, like, I don't know. It's tough. I feel like I, I, I've gotten much better about it. There was definitely a period where I was the one that was like, yeah, sure. Let's do this. Ted, the coffee cones, you were the voice of reason. Yeah, right. I'll give you credit there. Yeah. Like, be careful with those. God, that's a good one. Though. That's a good question. I'm sure people have some good stories on that. I, I'm still just laughing about that guy. I haven't thought about that bastard in years. <laughs> I mean, just, Dude, that poor bastard. Oh, just the shame. And I mean, like, like the beach, everybody was just like, ooh. And then they just have yeah, to oh, dude, yeah. stand up. And it's like, yeah, you're in six inches to a foot tops. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Cobb's example like was actually probably seen before he example. did it. Yeah, it's that Cobb. I was just gonna say he made such a scene before he did it that half the beach was looking at him before he finally jumped in. <laughs> oh man, that was good. Uh, all right, so next week uh, I should ask you guys ask you guys this beforehand. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk after this. We'll have an episode next Tuesday. I'm just not sure if we're going to tape it on Monday or Tuesday because 
Next Tuesday is going to be a very interesting evening, to say the least. Oh, yeah. It's election day. <laughs> and being, being where we're at on the West Coast, they're probably going to call it like right about now when we tape this thing. Yeah, that's a good call. Maybe we should do it a day early. Yeah. Get in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sometimes I laugh when I'm nervous. I'm just like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen next week. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I know We're going to have a great episode. <laughs> we can promise you that. This team's about fundamentals. We're going to put out a good episode. Back to basics. We can't say who wins or loses. We're back to basics. 2021. You know what? God damn it. He's MCTP for Cobb. I'm me, Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.